The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome to the Ali Colbert Show. How is everybody doing? I am recording today on my birthday. I have a pretty polarizing relationship with my birthday. I always think it would be fun to celebrate, but then I become so uh, like intimidated by the idea of celebrating myself or like organizing something to celebrate me that I often will plan to throw a party and cancel that party like a few days before. That's happened to me literally three times. Um, I did have people get together in New York and I was very resistant to it. But then looking back, I'm glad I did. My logic is after 30 years old, no one fucking cares about your birthday. No one cares about your birthday before 30, but you you don't get to celebrate your birthday after 30 unless it's like 50, 40. Like you're not doing like 33, you're not doing 41. So I might as well you know, enjoy the last few years of my 20s. Now the last year of my 20s before, you know, nothing matters. So Scott to celebrate my birthday in New York. New York is definitely better than Los Angeles. But I also do the thing where whenever I'm in Los Angeles, I'm like, oh God, New York, I romanticize it. It's marvelous, it's wonderful because I don't live there. I'm not in the fucking, you know, the work of it. I'm not living in that New York muck. I'm not in, you know, I don't know what word I want to use. What word am I trying to... You know, the uh, I don't know. No one's here to help me. Give me a word because I'm alone recording this on my childhood bedroom floor. So that being said, um, do I need a better audio quality uh, soundbite? Yeah, of course. Of course. But we don't have that. All right. So we need to get that. Um, Hummus Hour this week is how to choose which woman's last name to take in a lesbian marriage. I've made this uh, decision and I'll tell you how it's done. This is no longer about the top or the bottom because historically lesbians take the last name of the top. That's how it works. If you are a bottom, you take your top's last name. Now, this is what I think. If you're planning to have children, what you do is whichever parents, whichever in-laws donate more money to raising that child, that child gets to have their last name. It's kind of like buying yourself a a bench in Central Park or a, or a plaque or some sort of brick little um, thing in Disney World where they doodle your family's name and say, you know, well, the Brownsteins loved going to the Magic Kingdom from 1999 to 2000, whatever it is. So mom and dad, Lynn and Gary, 
green light. The checkings accounts, the savings accounts are open. Feel free to donate. Whoever donates more, uh, that's whose last name the child will be getting. Okay? We'll just do it. It'll be very simple. It'll be very clean. You can't get offended because if you're offended, you could have donated more. You could have bought yourself the last name. And, and hey, maybe my parents donate more now. They get the last name of uh, our firstborn. And then maybe Julian's parents come in later in the game. We give them uh, our second child's last name. That's just how it's going to work. And uh, I think with more, it'll be like a Patreon. With more donations comes more access. You, you, do you want Christmas with our family? Make a donation. You can have Christmas. Make another donation. You could have New Year's. You could have Thanksgiving. And we will just commodify every aspect of our life like this. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um, by the way, this was the first year that a lot of people I genuinely love joined the cast of SNL. So I'm going to shout them out, even though they don't listen to the podcast. I'm going to shout out Devin Walker. I'm going to shout out Michael Longfellow, um, who I absolutely adore and uh, who is a brother to me. Marcelo Hernandez. Look, I'm really excited for for these guys. I know Molly McKierney also joined the cast. I don't know them, but, um, you know, pretty cool to have people, you know, joining the cast of SNL. I'm really fucking excited to watch what a big, like, group of cast members we've had leave. You know, Pete's gone. Kate McKinnon's gone. I think A.D. Bryant's gone. Uh, Kyle Mooney's gone. Alex Moffat left. You know, like, this will be a really different season. Really fucking shaking it up. And today, today on the podcast, we have an amazing guest who I've been meaning to have on for so long. I finally was able to get her on the podcast. I was on her podcast as well, Taste of Taylor. Um, Taylor Strecker joins the show. Um, And it's a great episode. Taylor has an incredible story about being married to a man and leaving that marriage and finding a woman and falling in love with her and getting married. And we go into every last detail about it. And it's awesome. It's really fun and exciting. And it's my favorite thing to talk about. So give the episode a listen. Um, Leave us a comment. Give us five stars. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends. Put Put your favorite clip up on your Instagram story. Uh, you can email the pod with questions um, at the Ally Colbert Show at email at gmail at email at gmail dot com. If you want to share a story or you want to ask for advice, whatever it is, the Ally Colbert Show at gmail dot com. And a few people emailed me saying that the phone call for the pod is confusing. I don't know how that's the case, but once again, it's one 5546 Robbie Hoffman is coming to my parents' house in Connecticut today to celebrate my birthday. Um, and I'm going to have to summarize every last detail of that on next week's episode. By the way, if you emailed me, two girls emailed me saying, stop having guests on the pod. We just want to listen to you talk. Fine. No more guests after this episode. I'm kidding, but I'm going to do, do more solo episodes. Uh, okay. Enjoy. Ciao, Bella. Oh, really quickly, I just wanted to say I make a joke in this podcast episode. I'm quoting someone's stand-up joke, and I'm saying I can't remember who it is, whose joke it was. The Sex and the City joke. That's a Lisa Traeger joke. You could follow her. Glitter Cheese on Instagram. That's Lisa's joke. Lisa's incredible. I have been waiting to chat with you for so long. Taylor Schrecker. What I, ma- what I mainly want to talk to you about, though, is I'm so fascinated by, and all my listeners are as well, relationship, 
queer identity, sexuality. I need to know the whole story. By the way, I also dated two girls with the same name as me. <laughs> you married someone with your name. Yeah, psychotically narcissistic. But his, historically, if I'm understanding, you didn't always date women. No. So I need the whole, we need to start from the beginning. Okay. It's my favorite story to tell. Well, I great. love to talk about myself. Amazing. I can't <laughs> wait. But by the way, just for context, you've been married for how long? Okay, so we've been married for like just over a year. Great. We just had our one year anniversary, which I feel like sounds like people could be like, oh, it's new. But we've been together for like seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. So I got divorced or separated February of 2015. Help me with math. Now we're in 22. That's so seven, seven years. years. Yeah. So you got divorced from a man. Right. Okay. So I identified as straight my entire life. Yeah. I like never had any proclivity to like in the same sex. Yeah. I actually, if anything, I was like not homophobic. Yeah. But like adverse to, I grew up like I'm, I'm older than like everybody at Dear Media. Okay. I'm like the Dear Media grandma. Uh -huh. So I was growing up when like, like I was in college, I feel like when Katy Perry, I kissed a girl and I like it came out. Is it, is it, do I sound like a grandma? I no, kissed a girl and I like I it. I kissed is, a girl and I liked it. it. was maybe middle school for me. Fuck me. Yeah. But I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that old. I don't know how old you are. I don't, but I don't, you don't I seem. I refuse to you disclose don't seem to my me, age. I'm not like, wow, <laughs> we got an old lesbian on the show today, folks. <laughs> what was it like coming out during Stonewall? <laughs> right? Uh, okay, so you, you don't like, you're, you're straight. So I'm straight, but like then like, and by the way, people put people in boxes. It's so important. You think it's important. Put people in boxes, label everything. No, I'm, I'm fucking around, but <laughs> so you were straight. I'm like, so you were straight and then you changed the label and it stayed that way. I'm like the most conservative gay person ever. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Honestly, same. Well, okay. So Katy Perry's song comes out and I'm like, I hate this song. The song is stupid. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was anti-lesbians. I was anti-straight girls pretending to queer baiting. Thank you. Exactly. Harry Styles. Yeah, so you, did he queer bait? He's been accused of queer baiting. I'm Harry Styles definitely fucks dudes. Did you think? Yeah, I've seen his scrunchies. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, whoa, so what a manly man here. He wears <laughs> Olivia Wilde's clothes. I know, but see, that's the thing is I think he just loves female fashions. I don't I He I loves actually, female fashions and cleaning penises with his tongue. <laughs> I'm just cleaning them. Go on, go on. So Katy Perry hated that song. Yeah, felt it was queer baiting. But, right. it, but it wasn't really that perspective. It was like That's all these so girls funny. trying to get attention from these straight dudes by making out with each other. Like, you know, don't do that. Like you can get a guy by just being a really nice girl. I was raised Catholic too, okay? Oh, wow. So actually I am the most conservative well, person you'll ever well, meet. Well, we'll see in this episode. Just <laughs> and, wait for me. And then... When Black Swan came out, Natalie Portman's my favorite actress. Yeah. I was like so upset. I was like, they didn't have to have that scene with them having sex. Why did they make them? I was like, had a visceral reaction. Whoa. So now looking- This is repression. Looking back, I'm like, no fucking shit. But at the time, I don't know. I just, I was just so disconnected from myself. So I'm like, in this marriage, it's not great. He was like a nice dude. Like, honestly, he just got like, he just got married recently, uh -huh. which I was thrilled about because I was feeling like I might have- Traumatized him for his entire life. That's, I do the same thing. I go, if I leave them, it will ruin their life. I'm so important. I'm and the center of the universe. Four months later, they're like doing great. And I'm like, thank God. 
I was I'm carrying so, that around with me. I'm so relieved. I know. It's insane. Oh, so... But I was like the marriage was not great. So yeah, so, so what you fall in love with a guy though? Is this is this a real thing that a lesbian can do? I guess okay. So if we go back way back, all this this weird like repressed anger towards girl on girls. In my opinion, straight girl on girl hookups so funny. to appease the male desire. Right. That's really what, like, I want to be clear, it was coming from, like, a very feminist perspective. Yeah. Of, like, don't, like, fulfill the needs of these, like, Yeah, don't be gay dudes. for men. You're like, be gay for me. <laughs> Hook up with me. Exactly. So, date guys forever and ever and ever. Yeah. I just, but I never, like, love sex with guys. Yeah. And I never, I thought I was in love. Yeah. But now in retrospect, being with my wife, I'm like, the, I mean, nothing even came close to the way I feel about her. Wow. So get married because he was like the good on paper guy. Yeah. I was dating lots of alleged drug dealers. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Okay. You just felt that was just I a just pattern. kept being like, oh, I think an another one. Thank you. Great. We have another drug dealer. Is that a hands. side hustle? Uh, definitely a side hustle. Yeah. Okay. Student by day, drug you. dealer by night. How are you with some, and were they together? Like, did they have their shit together? Absolutely. It was like a, like a, like low grade. Are you a Virgo? Dealers. No, Pisces, which I know makes absolutely no sense. I, I, I don't know what that, all I know is when I say Virgo, I say, are you like an uptight cunt? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I'm a Virgo and I'm like sensing, I don't think you, I can't see you with someone just from, by the way, knowing you for 20 seconds, you couldn't be with someone who's kind of a mess. I am the biggest mess on the face of the planet. Oh, you're the mess. I am such a mess. Don't let the fashions fool you, honey. Okay. I am. And it's also an age thing. It's a, I love fashion. I'm old. Therefore, I come off as a cunt. Okay. But really, I'm like, and I think I, I definitely come off as uptight. And I was uptight, actually, when I was straight. Yeah. But yeah. I am, I hope, less uptight now. Okay, so you're in, you're in this relationship with your ex-husband. You, you realize this isn't, well, looking back, you're able to connect the dots that Absolutely. this isn't. But in the moment, it was like, okay, so I'm taking all these guys. They're all bad for me. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to get married. Like I am in my late 20s. I need to get married. Right. And wow. You Catholic. Catholic. Right. And I always felt bad about not being a virgin when I got married, which is like psychotic. Mm. But my parents and everyone's like, they lied to you. I swear to God, they were virgins when they got married. So it was like, and they're. Where did you grow up? Outside of, Massachusetts, outside of Massachusetts, outside of Boston. Okay. This town called Cohasset, Massachusetts. My dad was a doctor in town. So it was very much like, be a good girl. Your dad's a doctor. Uh -huh. Like his reputation is at stake. Like behave yourself. I was rebellious. So I felt, I like lived two lives of like the me to appease my parents, i.e. my mom. Yeah. And then like the wild, crazy version of me that like really got to thrive in college. And then when I moved to the city. Okay. But again, like, right, like, Moth to the flame, drawn to the darkness, knew it wasn't good for me. Like I had a boyfriend from college. My mom was like, he's going to leave your baby on top of the car at the grocery store and like drive down the street. Oh, like he's right. not a responsible adult. Yeah. And so I was kind of like stuck between the me that I think I am uh -huh. and the version that my mom like wanted me to be. Following okay. her footsteps. And now like we're so close, but we are so different. And she finally gets that. Like she's like, I wanted, I was trying to lead you down the path of what worked for me. Yeah. But like, you're so not me. Oh, wow. So she's accepted that. She totally has. Thank God. T she's it, still with your dad? Still with my dad. That's it, a curveball. They've been married for 40 plus years. Wow. I know. Okay. And they're good. I mean, listen. 
they're real Listen, people. Listen, she's gay, but they're good. <laughs> she is, might be gay, actually. <laughs> she recently was like so pissed at my dad over something. And she was like, honestly, I thought you were crazy when you first got with Taylor. Yes, Taylor and Taylor. Uh-huh. But um, she's like, you're onto something, kid. Don't you think, though, in terms of sexuality, women are just so fucking fluid? Women are so fluid. I mean, oh, my God. Yes, of course. The amount of, like, street, street girls that I have hooked up with. Yes. None of you are straight. No. I'm not. You're giving me the power. You're just all confused. Exactly. I'm not, like— Or just I, sick of men, maybe? I think it's a combination of, like, something new. I think women are attracted to energy. Totally. You know? So, like— the bigger the bigger dick energy you have on stage, the more straight women you got coming up to you after the show, just curious for no reason. I'm like, <laughs> why do you want to take a picture? I'm like, my husband's at home. But okay, so you're dating these guys. They're not good for you. I find this guy. He's, he's good fun. on paper. I, I even nicknamed him Mr. Perfect. Like a total okay. gentleman. Fucking Carrie Bradshaw. Over he smelled Mr. Big. I mean, that was my generation completely, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was like a total bootleg generic wannabe Carrie Bradshaw. Right. By the way, P.S., she's the fucking worst. Carrie Bradshaw. The fucking worst. Can you believe we were all running around hating on Miranda? Meanwhile, she's the star of the show. I know. I thought Samantha was a slutty whore. Yeah. She's also a queen. Yeah. Carrie's just a neurotic, self-centered Carrie's bitch. Carrie's in toxic relationships. Some She's toxic. I hate her so much. Uh, Carrie? So she's much. She's terrible. I mean, I can't stand Aiden, though, I have to tell you. Really? Oh, my God. The episode where he's making the sounds while he's kissing and mm. she's getting annoyed and she's like, stop it, Aiden. Stop. I don't want to hear it. And then she like cheats on him. She feels guilty. She's like, miss the sounds. You remember this? Yes. I was just Are you like, kidding me? I was watching it while I was getting ready to come here today. I mean, that. I mean, I mean, I thought they did a Alexander Petrovsky towards the end. I mean, just put a bullet in my head. You are a comic. Your, your, comic? your comic. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was what yeah, set me off. Yeah, made you him. mad. Yeah. Felt triggered. Suck. I wish I could remember the comedian that said this joke the other night, but they go on stage, they say, which is the, fuck, who is it? They go, which is the character from Sex and the City? No, they say, you know, there's Carrie, there's Samantha. Samantha is a whore that has cancer. That's how they, they said, describe they said, Samantha? Well, they're, making, they're making a joke. You know, they said, then there's Miranda, the lawyer, and then they say, and the Charlotte. Who, who is it that you don't want to be? And everyone screams, Miranda. And, and then they go, but didn't I tell you, Samantha has full-blown cancer. <laughs> God forbid you have a short haircut. It was so funny. And you who act like a lesbian, right? Yeah. Don't you remember growing up that was like, well, Miranda's lesbian. It's like, well, real life Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian. By the way, all the homophobic jokes they made Samantha, or I'm sorry, Miranda yeah. say to Samantha when she was a lesbian? When Samantha, when Charlotte was a lesbian, you mean? When Samantha. Oh, are you talking about the new, Samantha, when was Samantha a lesbian? She was with this like Peruvian artist. Oh, but she, yeah, I mean, bisexual is, bisexual is just a stop on the way to gay trown, you ask me. Pick a side, remember? Literally, literally. Yeah. Carrie, fucking bitch. I know. I no, there's a, a moment where Miranda goes to, She's going out with Samantha and her girlfriend. And she's like, I'm out with my friend Samantha and her girlfriend. And I am proud. And I'm like, you're gay. I can't <laughs> believe you were like, this line is fucking problematic. Right. So, what do you think about Che? Hmm. Miranda, I, what do you think about making Miranda queer? 
will finally like let her live her true life. You yeah, know? right. But I just wish it wasn't. The Che is like so hot. So, Could you imagine if that was my opinion? Che's just so fucking hot. It's like, it's so obvious straight people wrote that queer character. You think? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I thought that they were going to have Carrie sleep with Che. They should have, actually. I thought that would have been interesting. Maybe would have removed the firmly stuck stick up her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, exactly. you're angry at her. I'm very mad at Carrie. Very, very disappointed. Okay. When you like, you have somebody who's your role model in life. She was really your role model? Yeah, and it's embarrassing. Mm. And then you realize what a consciousness they are. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I made so many bad decisions because of what, a television show, which ultimately ended the day what is my it, fault. What was it that you were saying, this is a role model about her? <laughs> I liked her outfits. You liked her outfits? It's like really <laughs> fucking that superficial. Right. Okay, yes. all right. I I'm a it. very shallow human being. Yeah, Not okay. a lot of depth there. All right. If you're just joining now, Taylor Strecker, <laughs> shallow human being, <gasps> followed Carrie Bradshaw into the night based on those tutus. Yes. Okay. You married. So I got married. So it's sec. I should. You marry Mr. Big city because I married Mr. Perfect. Well, yeah. I wish Perf- it was Mr. Big. Yeah. Maybe I want to stay with him, okay. but he wasn't. He was yeah. Mr. Perfect, but great guy. I really like. I always joke that I want to set him up with my friends. Oh. He is sweet. He's respectful. He's rich. Wow. These are all the most important qualities. Wow. That's amazing. So, but I was just so not happy. And I just like remember being like, we were like doing all the things, right? Going on all the trips, eating at all the restaurants, going to all the clubs. Like I was living my best superficial life. Yeah. But I was just like so deeply sad. And we were together a year and a half dating, a year and a half engaged and like almost five years married. Wow. So it was like a significant relationship. So like eight years. Eight years. I know. It's almost an entire decade of my life. Wow. He took the best years of my youth. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He really did. And are you connecting that some of the sadness is around maybe this isn't the right relationship? I wasn't fulfilled, you know? And I definitely didn't get along with his family. So I think I chalked it up to that a lot. Like the family is mean. It was very victim y for a long time. Yeah. Now, like through therapy and shit, I'm like, listen, I tormented them. They tormented me. They did fucking start it, FYI. Yeah. But like, I was an ugly version of myself too. Like, none of us were like operating at our highest possible or qualifications. Yeah. So frequencies was the word I was looking for. So um, I just, I wasn't in love with him and I wasn't happy and he wasn't, you know, fully fulfilling me. And how could he? He had a dick. Yeah. So I really like, people will say to me, well, of course you got a divorce. You're a lesbian. And it's like, well, I got a divorce not because I realized I was a lesbian, but now in retrospect, yeah, sure, fine. But the word, like categorizing myself, labeling myself as a lesbian, that's also something that I'm so, I'm comfortable with it. Like I'm obsessed with my wife. I get lots of people that listen to the show that are maybe bisexual or they're closeted. And so I know that me like living out and proud is really helpful to people, which is like such a fucking honor, you know? But- I don't necessarily, like, our friends joke that I'm straight Taylor. Yeah. And other Taylor's gay Taylor. Wow. I know. It's interesting. It's funny. I laugh it off. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe that's, like, irresponsible. No, I mean, I I say that my fiancé, Julian, is straight. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> I think she is straight. <laughs> I mean, I think Taylor would say that about me, too. She feels like she turned a straight but, woman. But you're, you're not straight. <laughs> Please tell me. For real. Because you're you you're not fulfilled in relationships with men. Yeah. And 
Julian dated men and loved them. And I don't think I fulfill her. No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> no, but, you know, but she, she's, uh, we've talked about it. I'm like, if we broke up, would you date women again? She said, I don't think so. Okay, so if Tay and I broke up, no. If something tragic happened, because I will like, fine. If she broke up with me. Yeah. Because that's the only way that this shit's ending. Yeah. And I'm so scared of her every single day of my life. I am obsessed with her. Honestly, I don't Wait, know why she's with me. It's to, like insane. We have to catch up in the timeline to this point because okay. I have, so you leave the marriage, leaving the marriage without the awareness of, and I am interested in exploring my sexuality. <sighs> okay. So like, I remember, I'm not proud of this, but I remember like in the marriage, it was like, I like needed a light at the end of the tunnel to like give me an inspiration to like get the divorce. Divorce is fucking scary. Yeah. And I was like leaving like, like, let's get real too. Financially, I was dependent on him. Yeah. So I'm like, this is going to be like, can I even do this? Uh-huh. So I remember I had like really good friends from college and they were like sending me, this is like so embarrassing affirmations, like daily yeah. affirmations. I needed anything. Why? That's awesome. To get through. Yeah. So it was like live, laugh, love. Like, yeah. but just like constantly Dance like being no one's me. watching, Taylor. Like, literally. You're like, I'm dancing and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my friends was like, you're going to find somebody it, like it's going to you guys suck together. You're going to find somebody else. And I was like, I don't think I can. And she was like, I have a guy lined up for you. So in my mind, and I met the guy and he was very like, I've heard all about your relationship from friends. I think you're fabulous. But like, I'm not interested in like even really talking to you until like your relationship is over. So there was kind of like this. Oh, you were in your marriage at this point. I'm in my marriage. I'm like, I've seen the divorce lawyer. I'm like trying to get the courage to like end it. Yeah, this is common. You don't have to have shame around this. I can't pull the plug though, you this know? Is, this is, you, you, this is- I do have shame though. I have so much shame around it. Well, maybe free yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at me at 10 in the morning. I do have shame. I do have shame. I'm not uptight anymore. I did it in therapy. I worked through it. Oh, I'm so uptight. I really thought I kicked that bitch to the curb. You know, I, I think people- it's a security thing, you know? You want to feel like you're not untethered. I get it. Yeah. It's so fine. I'm just trying That's to hide why the I mess. Cheat. Okay, so. <laughs> so I had this idea of this guy in my mind, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, he's the light at the end of my tunnel. So when I got a divorce, I had no inclination that I was gay. I already had husband number two lined up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but man, was everybody fucking shocked to shit. When I get the divorce or we're in the separation, yeah, we're, it takes a minute to get divorced. And all of a sudden, my friends that were like, come out, they live in the suburbs. Come out. You're going to see this guy. You finally pulled the plug. And I'm like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm with friends. And I'm like very rapidly falling in love with my brand new best friend who is a lesbian. Where do you meet her? So we met through work. I'm Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> She's like your assistant or something? Watch me shower. Can you imagine? I don't know. You're like, I would never want anyone to watch me shower. Like, I want you to co-host my show, but first meet me at my hotel room. <laughs> exactly. Kick a bubble bath. So I had a blog, please. Okay. Just let that be. Okay. <laughs> Very embarrassing. And she was shooting video for my blog. Okay. So we met through a mutual friend that she was like shooting video for. At first was professional. But don't forget too, I'm getting ready to get a divorce. So I'm like, I need to make new friends. Yeah. Because all my, my whole fucking life is tethered to this dude. Yeah. So anyway, we became friends. And is she very lesbian presenting? No, I did not know that she was lesbian until okay. she, well, until our friend told her, because he was like, 
or told me. He was like, stop trying to set her up with dudes. It's embarrassing for your soul. She's gay. And I was like, gay? About I you? tell. About you? Yeah, I was trying to like set her up with mutual. Oh, you were trying to set her up. With guy friends, exactly. I thought he was telling you you're gay. Okay, so yeah, you're trying to set up your wife. Yeah, my now wife. Okay. With dudes. And so he was like, she's gay, but she's going to tell you herself. Like, just act surprised. She would kill me if she knew I told you. Okay. She's very private. Wow. So Interesting. Get ready for this story. So we are... <laughs> I am in Florida for Christmas with my husband at the time. Mm -hmm. This is like literally right before things were done. Mm -hmm. And before we had left, Taylor was shooting a video for me at my apartment, our apartment with a friend of mine. Uh And he said to her, what are you doing for the holidays? She said, I'm going to be in Florida because she also nannied. She was like a nanny slash like freelance videographer. Come over for Christmas. And he was like, well, we're going to be in Florida too. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? And she was like, we weren't that good of friends. Like, she was kind of like more my employee. Yeah. And I'm like looking at him like, shut up. Also, I fucking hate him at this point. Yeah. So he's like, well, we're going to stay at the Soho house and the rooms are big and there's like a couch. So if you want to come stay with us for New Year's Eve. Well, that's pretty weird. Isn't it fucking weird? He wants to have a threesome. Well, I didn't even. So, well, he got the opposite of that. There was like, I mean, literally I woke up. He did get the exact (laughs) opposite of that. That's right. So we were on opposite ends of the bed when we woke up in the morning. She did sleep over on the couch. Very strange. But that was the night she told me she was gay. So, but again, at that point. I I don't even, I could spend a whole episode trying to unpack what the fuck he was thinking. Isn't it insane? You know what I think it was? We were so bad. And he, we were like better when there was a distraction, like a person around. So I think he just didn't want to be alone with my bitch ass. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. (laughs) So she says to you while she's sleeping on your couch with your husband in bed, I'm gay. When, when does she, when does she, I think now I want to tell you I'm gay. When did she tell you? At dinner on New Year's Eve. Okay. And what do you say? Well, I said to her. Oh, you know. I know. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, no way. Of course. Cause I was told to fake it. Yeah. I'm such a good actress. And she, and I said, you know what? It's really crazy to me that you have to come out. Like, thank you for telling me. And I'm so happy we're friends and you feel safe that you like trust me with this information. However, isn't it like nuts? Like imagine if I had to be like, and I said, like, I like sucking dick, which was like the biggest lie I've ever told in my life. But I was just trying to give an example of like, why do gay people have, I was like a better ally when I was straight than I am now yeah. as a gay person. Yeah, I totally get that. Right? Yeah, to circumvent the coming out, I usually say something so dikey within the first two <laughs> seconds of, I'm like, hey, wow, look at your pussy in that skirt. And I'm just like, just so people know off the bat, because I don't want to do the, I don't want to do the coming out later. So I'll be like, you know, I like to fuck girls, like something, something, I'll make a joke. But it, it alleviates some of the pressure because I feel if you build the relationship for a little too long, I hate the reveal. Well, I feel like that's how she felt. You know, it was really like, it became so big. And I was like, I feel so sad that you feel like this was something you had to like, the news you had to break to me. Uh, like annoying. that's a crazy concept, it's right? It's terrible. Yeah. It's so, awful. Coming out is like, hands down the most traumatic thing. But then there's so much greatness on the other side. Yeah. I mean, coming out is, and I've talked about this like a bunch, like, you just save it. Save your coming out story for my podcast. Okay. Okay. Go on. <laughs> she says I'm gay. She says I'm gay. And I'm like, great. I'm just happy that now we're friends. And I like, she trusts me enough and I'm on the same page. And there's no like weird secret great. going on. And then she sleeps over in her hotel room. And then that's that. And we're just friends. And, and then, are you thinking she's hot? 
Are you thinking no. I want to touch her? No. And the thing too is I don't want to touch her. We did mm-hmm. go to the bathroom together and at one point. we touched a pretty girl. Like with a, a group of people and it was crowded. So we were holding hands, all of us. And she held my hand and I was like, I think she has a crush on me. Like I thought that. Classic straight girl thing too. <laughs> the second you tell a straight girl you're a lesbian, they're like, they like me. <laughs> exactly. Wait, no, not fair. I knew. Yeah. It was just in that moment. So she's holding your hand. We're going to the bathroom. Yes. And you're holding hands? I don't understand. Because it's like super crowded. So it's like. Yeah, okay. Shit. It's so crowded. So she's fingering me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And are you, she holds your hand. Are you getting tingly? No, I'm uncomfortable because I'm like, she has a crush on me and I have a new husband waiting for me. But no, why, why do you think just from the hand holding that she has a crush? It was just a vibe I got. Okay. And you it turned out she would be right. All right. <laughs> so go on. And then she made out with a, a girl, like when the this clock struck midnight. Wow. Wow, that was hard for me to say. You think it's to make you jealous? And I got a little bit jealous. I did. Whoa. I had a moment where I was like, huh, this feels weird. Let it go, right? Whoa. It was almost like, I feel like it was probably maybe when I got that pang of jealousy, I maybe misinterpreted it. Like I was uncomfortable she was kissing a girl, but now in retrospect, I was not. Right. It was a little bit of jealousy. Wow. Okay, so this happens. So- That's that. Then I moved pretty quickly to get my divorce lawyer in line and get the divorce and all this. And, oh, I had told her, I forgot about this. I had told her at the hotel when she came to stay with us that things were really bad with me and husband Mm -hmm. and that I was going to, like, I was was getting a divorce. Because I was like, if you sense weirdness, we are bad. I am done. We're getting a divorce. So, And she's like, and I'll stay over. (laughs) So... I would say like a few, a couple months pass. I have my divorce lawyer. I serve him with papers. Again, I'm like hanging out with my new friends a lot. I'm avoiding my college friends because they have my husband waiting for me and I don't want him anymore. Right. Because, oh, and I just didn't want him anymore also because I just decided I didn't like him. Yeah. It's that simple. Uh-huh. And then, and I think maybe I also felt ashamed, right? There was that shame. So I was like, I'm not going to get divorced and then date this guy. That would be really fucking weird. And yeah. like fucked up. Yeah. So I'm spending a lot of time with Taylor and mm-hmm. her little sister. Mm-hmm. And they're like my new best friends. Yeah. And we're out one night. And I had seen her at this point now kiss like a couple of girls because. Damn, she gets around. Yeah, because she's a slore. Wow. How, where is she finding all these lesbians out? Is she matching with them? It's hard to find lesbians in the wild. Marie's Crisis. Marie's Crisis. You know, it's Which crisis. is the gayest usually, gay bar in all the land. It's usually gay men, though, I feel, that are there. There's a lot of lesbians. I know because I get insanely blindly jealous. So I know that there's. Plenty of lesbian ratio to gay men. I mean, I can get jealous of a gay man talking to her too. I'm deeply unwell. Wow. Yeah, I'm psychotic. I also don't understand. I'm not like fluent in lesbian because I've only, I'm like a baby lesbian. I've been a lesbian what for like, I guess seven years isn't baby lesbian. Not baby, but yeah, you, I mean, well, this is your one relationship with a woman, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I hate that reaction. Every time I talk to lesbians about this story, they're like, Good luck. No, it's just, you know, it's a thing. But hey, it's the same with my partner. My partner. I say, hate saying partner. So gay. All right. <laughs> so you were hanging out with her. You go to Marie's Crisis one night. Yep. And she kissed this girl. And for whatever reason, that night was the night that I was like, I'm not just jealous. Like, I want to kiss her. So a couple nights later, we're out again. I, all I was doing was getting like insanely Are you guys flirting? hammered with her. No, not really. Okay. I know. A couple nights later. Yeah. I, I just was like overwhelmed with like, I want to make out with her. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what would be fun? 
And she's like, your college, your college what? self is like, fuck you, Taylor. Cause you're like, I kissed a girl and I, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we like made out? And she was like, mm, absolutely not. And I was like, why? I'm like so rejected. And she was like, well, you're you- straight. You're in the middle of a divorce. And like, I lose interest really quickly. So, and as far as I can see, I'm like one of your closest friends right now, really helping you through this process. And like, I, cause I was like couch hopping at this point. Cause husband refused to leave our apartment, even though his parents live in New Jersey. But like, I digress. Sorry for yelling at you again. No, no, no. So I just have I so grew many up emotions. Like that. <laughs> Does it feel like comfortable? I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm with my family. <laughs> you don't feel triggered whatsoever? No, not at all. Amazing. So then um, she's like, yeah, I lose interest. And like, I'm, it's very obvious to me. I'm like an important person in your life right now. I'm a staple person. I see you every day, every single day. So if I like lose interest, you're kind of like, I think I serve better as a friend than anything else. Okay. Boundary. Wow. Yeah. That's like really a healthy, robust boundary. I know. So I was like, and she doesn't hold it. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I respect it. And then like a few weeks later, we went to Florida for, cause she was still shooting for me. We were friends now, but she was still working for me to shoot this comedy show I was doing in Miami. Yeah. I was not, I'm not a comedian. I was like opening for my friend who was a comedian. You can be a comedian. And I respect comedy too much to say that I'm a comedian. I, I don't respect it. <laughs> I'm like, please just devalue the art form. Put it on TikTok. I don't care. I don't care. Make money off of it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like TikTok comedy, it's a beautiful marriage. Yeah, I, I think so. Right? So yeah. So. The show in Florida. We're in Miami. We're staying in the same room because I booked it because we're friends. Right. And I'm also a divorcee. I am poor now. Yeah. I can't afford things. Yeah. So, and we were sharing a bed because we're friends. Is that a weird thing to do? I No. It's not, right? No, I don't think so. So, at the club that night, she was like- Well, I would get two queen beds. It was not an option. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Give us the king. <laughs> then she was like, honestly, this is so dumb. I've had a crush on you since the first day I met you. She said that? I shut it down because I saw that you were engaged or married. I, you had a, like an, a wedding ring on. And I have been like kind of suppressing it, but I'm just like really into you and I want to give it a shot. But if we do this, we're doing this total lesbian. Like U-Haul second date hardcore. She was like, if we're doing it, we're doing it. Like I want to like, be in a relationship, not just like fuck around. Cause you know, and I get it. Like when you're a lesbian and you're hooking up, with, you're hooking up with straight girls like all the time, you feel like you're a novelty to them. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah. So she's like, I'm like, I've caught the feelings and now like I want to kind of be in a relationship. So now I'm like, fuck, like I'm supposed to find a rich husband. This is not my five-year plan, but I want to hook up with her and I want to fool around. But like, I don't know if I want to like be in a relationship. That's a pretty big ask. Yeah. So, but are you at all excited by this? I am beyond excited. Oh, okay. And it was like from that on out, like, where are you in this conversation it's taking place? Where am I? What? Where? Where is this conversation taking place? I need to imagine it. It's taking place at a nightclub in Miami. Okay. This is at a nightclub. Yeah. Got it. Which I again, was, I was imagining you two like sitting in bed like like this, talking to each other before you went to sleep. Well, then we went home and hooked up. Okay. Right. So, so, so you say yes to that. We're in a relationship. I've been dying to kiss her now. So yeah, whatever. You could break up with her tomorrow. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do I owe her? I'm a selfish divorce person. Right. I right. can just lie to her. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's life. 
So, right? Yeah. Of if course. I've been fuck sure, boy, sure, we're in a relationship. I fuck boy, somebody. A hundred percent. And then I went and fell in love with her. Wow. And so, I mean, I, I don't. I won't go. A lot of people message me saying, "Don't ask Taylor too much about sex. She seems uncomfortable with it." You can do no. I, I give you permission. Okay. I consent. Okay. So that first time that you're with her, like, are is it? Like explosion of like, oh my God, I can't I'm believe- like, I do like sex. It was that. Yeah. Like we had sex for like fucking forever. Yeah. And she also did this thing where she was like, I don't want to kiss you in the club. Like that's like, cause don't forget we haven't kissed yet. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to kiss you in this club. Cause like gross club. And so on like the Uber ride to the hotel room. Yeah. She was like, I'm not going to kiss you in this Uber. But she was like getting like insanely close to my face like, oh my god, just hovering. Uh-huh. Is that a lesbian move? Uh, no, it's just amazing. It's just <laughs> and amazing. And it was like so fucking hot. Yeah. So then when we finally got to the hotel and it was like private, it was just like yeah. marathon. Wow. And I was like, I am a lesbian, or I, or maybe she's just my person. Yeah. But like, I had ne- like I thought people that like sex were like literally stupid. Yeah. I was like, sex is disgusting. Right. It is not fun. It is uncomfortable. I also really subscribe to this idea that like sex was for the guy, which is so fucked up. Yeah. But like, maybe that's because I didn't like the dick. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was, you know stifled my whole life sexually. Yeah. And sex wasn't, I like felt guilty, so I wasn't even allowed to enjoy it. Yeah. But regardless, like that was when I realized that sex is incredible. And so after that night, which is like, okay, wow, I'm the world's in color. I was in black and white. Yeah. That moment, are you like, okay, we're going to be in a relationship. You're now you're, you're signing on. I'm pretty much signing on. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, we can do this for a while, but I want to keep it a secret. So I like ripped her back in the closet. Oh, you pulled her back. Not cool. Okay. Well, but I was scared. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And also I have this public job. Yeah. And I haven't even told my audience yet I'm getting a divorce because my lawyer okay. was like. It's a lot. Yeah. My lawyer was like, you can't talk about it on the air because if we go to court, a judge is not going to like that very much. Yeah. So you have to be quiet. So my audience is like screaming at me like, we know something's going on. Tell us what's happening. We're going to cancel our subscriptions. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's money in Sears's pocket. So whatever. Yeah. But like, I was like, guys, read between the lines. Like I can't talk about it. So a couple months later, I finally am able to come out that I come out that I'm divorced. Right. That was yeah. like my first coming out. And then I'm like, am I going to really hit them with the one, two punch that I'm hooking up with a girl? Like that's going to be, and I'm also fucking scared. Yeah. And it took me a year. To come out on the air. Wow. Yeah. So from Were the divorce, you worried they would uh, turn Terrified. On terrified. Like, I think that if I, oof, if I didn't have the radio show in my audience, I probably would have been closeted for a fucking longer time. Yeah. But I had this like responsibility and I was like, what's scarier than coming out is like losing my audience. Cause like, that's my thing is I don't lie. It's being broke. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing scarier than being gay is being poor. That's actually very accurate in my brain. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I'm a monster. It's kind of great that your audience held you accountable in some yeah, way. Yeah. And got so. you there. So you come out in there. I mean, I listen, I got a mixed bag of reviews. Yeah. Majority of people were incredible. Like yeah. off the bat, so supportive. What about your family? Oof, not easy. That yeah. was another reason why it took me so long to come out. Not easy. Because I was, my mom, like if my mom could have grounded, my mom outed me, number one. So I went home to visit her and she was like, are you in love with that gay friend Taylor of yours? Mm. Because she knew she was my lesbian friend. Yeah. And she was like, you spent a lot of time with her. And Mm. I thought, am I going to lie to my mommy or am I going to tell her the truth? So I was like, yeah, I'm in love with her. My mom, we were driving. She was like, 
I thought she was drive off the road. We got home. She was like, we were screaming. Like I was like back at my 17 year old version of myself. She's screaming. She's screaming. I'm what, screaming. What is she she's screaming? screaming. She, by the way, she has fully taken complete, like she is. Yeah, by the way, she's an angel now. What was she screaming? Apologize <laughs> profusely. You know, because I feel like this is the thing that could make people be like, wow, your mom's a fucking piece of shit. She was momentarily a piece of shit. She was just like, you're being seduced. You're just, you're like, you just got a divorce. You're not in your right mind. Right, okay. She really hated Taylor Donahue for a while. Wow. Totally blamed her for it. Okay. You're like, you're being taken advantage of, kind of like stuff like that. Yeah. You can never leave. I'm going to lock you in your room. Wow. Yeah, okay. it was really fun. All right. So that was difficult as well. Yeah. Okay, so you're dating Taylor now. You're dating her for how long until you get engaged? So that was the other thing. So we were... So that's why I kind of took a while to get engaged too, because I wanted my parents, like, I'm like, I had a, my first wedding. Nobody was getting along. Like, I don't, I refuse to get married in that environment again. It just fucking sucks. Yeah. What's the point? So my mom was not great. Then I just kind of, I just, I finally for myself learned how to set boundaries with my mom. And it was also the first time in my life that I was like, wow, I genuinely don't care if my mom agrees with my life decisions. I am an adult. Yeah. I am in love. I have never been this crazy about somebody. She makes me happy. She makes me a better person. And... I don't need my mom and dad's approval mm -hmm. to like love who I want to love. That was like a major moment in my life because I like live to please them. Sure. And I think I also, I like verbalized to my mom. I wasn't giving her an ultimatum, yeah. but I was just like, if you are going to negotiate my life choices with me every time I come home, if you are not going to be like inviting and welcoming to my partner, I'm just not going to come home as much. And it's not like I'll never see you again. I love you, but like, you have a choice here to like, if you want to still be as close as we've been, you got to get on board. Yeah. And if you don't, if you can't do it, that's okay. But it's going to change our relationship. Yeah. So she got on board. But when I came out, it was kind of a back step. Because yeah. she, like at that point, she was like, she met Tay's family. She adored them. She was like, good about Tay. But then she was like, why do you have to come out? Like your romantic relationship is private. And I was like, but it's not because my oh. entire life is public. Yeah. So when I came out, it was kind of like a second wave of my parents, like having to, pro it was like coming out all fucking over again. Right. So they were, they had a hard time with the coming out on air. A lot of the audience was great. I got lots of DMs though from people that were like, you're a sinner, you're disgusting. Like serious, don't forget, like, I mean, it sweeps the nation. So you've got a lot of different types of people listening to. Yeah, that's so wild. It's like hard for me to believe people are like, you're a sinner. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, I'm so disappointed. My my sister came out. Like, someone was, like, trying to blame me for, like, influencing their sister, too. Right, right. And it was, like, the most fucked up shit. But then I would get people that were like, I have never believed in gay marriage. I have never believed in gay people having children. However, you've been my best friend on the radio for, like, the last 10 years. And I want that for you. So now I've changed my mind completely. So wow. that shit was like, that made up for all the crazy conservative yeah. nonsense. You kind of catfished homophobes because you got to know, you, you, got, got, it. you got to be their straight friend. And then you're like, I'm gay. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, fuck. Now I have to support yeah. the gays. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, okay. And then who proposes, by the way? So it was like a joint decision. Yeah. And also... <laughs> So my, okay, so my engagement ring that mm -hmm. I'm wearing right now. Yeah, I can fucking see it from a mile do away. Do you know the story behind this ring? Have, has anyone told no, you? No, 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 I don't. I'm truly a monster. What? This is the engagement ring that my ex-husband proposed to me with. Okay. 
And you gave it to her to propose to you with? I would never. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to say, give it to her. I like people were like, why don't you just give it to her if you're going to keep it? And I was like, I can't look at that gorgeous ring. That's mine on her finger every day. Like it will. It oh, will you crush love my soul. the ring. I love the ring so, so much. So did you literally say use this ring? So when we got a divorce, he was like, keep the ring. And I was like, what, well, a, what a guy. I was like, well, legally. It's mine. So, yeah, I will keep the ring. Uh, you're a, I might you're need to a nightmare. He's just rent. being lovely. And you're like, if I fucking, yeah, I fucking <laughs> will keep the ring. And then he's like, make it into like a necklace or something. Please don't sell it. Keep it like, I want you to have it to remember me by. Oh, baby. Sweet. So, I was going to sell it and use the money to buy two and new And every time rings. you take it off to finger your wife, you think of him. <laughs> every time. He got Thank you. Your wish is my desire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I tried to sell it. And like, just so everybody knows, don't even waste your money on real diamonds because they do not hold their value. So right? I was getting offered like a tenth of the amount of money that it was even appraised at for like resale. Wow. Isn't that fucked up? That's really upsetting. Yeah. Because you bought... Your yeah, I mean, I bought partner a real diamond. Yeah, and she was like, "You should just keep the ring. Like, fuck it. If it's not worth anything." And so she's like, "I'll you get me a ring, a new one, and then I will reset your ring for you." And that's what we did. What and what? what oh God, this is. I could talk to you for like two hours. Where, but just just a little bit of where the proposal was, or was this just a. You're really saying we we just, what, you exchanged the rings over coffee? This is a meeting? <laughs> so we picked her ring out together. Because uh-huh. I, I mean, again, I'll ask you yeah. on mine. Because uh-huh. we're doing a swamp. Uh-huh. But like, picking out a ring is fucking scary. Like, yeah. I have actually, I have a newfound respect for straight men that oh. I've never had in my entire life. Me too. So hard. Yeah, I'm like, I do see what you're saying. The picking out the ring, all of this kind of... It's like overwhelming, you know? Yeah. So I was like, how about we just do it together? Yeah. So we did. Uh-huh. And then once the ring was done, she was like, I want to get engaged tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow? I want to plan like something this is remotely like, special. This is like just like how she got you in the relationship. <laughs> She's like, it's tomorrow or never. <laughs> exactly. Damn. I know. Okay. I blink twice if you need help. I know. Right? Seriously. Save me. Seriously. My mom is right. She's a lesbian seductress and she bosses me around. She's a devil. <laughs> so, okay, so then what? It happens the next day? So she had like talked to her friend who was a photographer. And she was like, I really want a photographer to take our pictures for the proposal. Oh, wow. And so straight, I- Straight move. Right? So I thought the only thing I can do to like somewhat salvage some sort of like specialness in this is like have an element of surprise. So I was like, honestly, I talked to her. She's so expensive. We can't afford it. We're poor now. And I've spent all my money on your engagement ring. So I'm sorry, but we just, it's not in the card. She was like, fine. That was a lie. So I was then talking to her friend. So I was like, I will surprise her with the photos. And I like, I'm like, I need something grand, right? And she knows fucking everything. So I blindfolded her, gay, put her in a cab with me. We went to Marie's Crisis. Oh, her favorite place. Wow. And the place I love to get in fights with other lesbians who I think are hitting on my wife. Oh my God. But it was a pandemic, so it was closed. So yeah. we got like engaged. It was like the backdrop uh-huh. of the proposal. In front of it. In front of it. And so- there's and you a, really went full gay. 
so gay. So I actually would like became a gay man. This is like, yeah, you, you literally like you became a gay guy. Exactly. I can't believe this. I mean, you're getting engaged on a stoop of Marie's crisis in the village. Yeah, it's not even fucking open. This is How like dumb the is that? gayest thing I've ever heard. So we have a picture. So she loves Marie's crisis. Yeah. And I was trying to think of like, where am I going to like propose to her? Like, I'm not going to propose to her in fucking Jersey City. Yeah. Like, yes, I live there, but like, I'm better than that. Yeah. You know, I'll start a life there. I'm not going to take <laughs> pictures there. Like everybody thinks the backdrop is so incredible. And yeah. I'm like, no, it just reminds everybody that you don't live in New York anymore. <laughs> so there's a picture that she has of Marie's crisis that her friend gave her for like a secret Santa. Yeah. So I was looking at it, I was like, wow, she's like so psychotically obsessed. Like, we're not even in front of this. And we have a picture on our picture table. Like, it has like prime real estate. She fucking loves this place. And yeah. that's when I was like, okay, fuck it. We'll do it in front of Marie's. Okay. So I forgot though that like in the pandemic, the whole city, all the restaurants became outdoor. Yeah. So like in my mind, it was gonna be very like private, just as the oh, photographer. God, and they're like, these fucking lesbians oh. are down the block getting on their knees like men. <laughs> Literally. So we get there and I'm like, I go into a full-blown panic. She's blindfolded. Her friend's already fucking taking pictures. Everybody's watching. And I'm like, I have to get down on my fuck. I didn't really think this makes this me nauseous. Through. And so I get down on my knee and I'm like, I, I almost You bailed. get down on your knee? I almost fucking straight Taylor got down on her knee. Yeah. You are the best man I've ever met. Thank you very much. I learned from my ex-husband. Wow. He was a really great role model That's for how to be really a good husband. Beautiful. I you know what? This is just the beginning because I need to have you back to like go into the wedding and kind of the now that you're married. But I the my listeners will tune out at this point. I understand. I love this story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank Taylor you. Strecker, Taste of Taylor. Your radio show is the Taylor Strecker show on Patreon. Anything? Where where are you on social media? At Taylor Strecker. No one follows me. Please fucking follow me. Follow Taylor <laughs> Strecker. You have, no, you have like followers. You have yeah, like but I don't forget. I've been in this industry for such a long time. Okay, like so if you follow her. Break it down year by year. It's abysmal. Okay, when you when you look at it that way, it's not that good. <laughs> follow her, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.